when it comes to manifestation and the energy around it and why it does work and why it's so powerful is because it's not just you sitting down and saying, oh my gosh, I hope to have a million dollars in the bank. Like it, that's a good endpoint, but that doesn't start there. Where it starts is really figuring out and getting clear on what it is that you want, what's been holding you back and why you want it. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. In this episode, I sit down with one of my bestie soul sisters, Samantha Kazuch. Sam is a social media expert, online business coach, former fitness professional and fitness model, manifestation genius, and the founder of The Manuscripting Journal. Sam has been an entrepreneur for more than 10 years and built multiple six-figure online businesses, including a video production company, a personal brand as a fitness influencer, a business coaching program, and has run several masterminds for entrepreneurs and runs several online coaching programs as well. Sam helps overwhelmed entrepreneurs and business owners use social media to create and launch profitable offers that include programs, courses, services, or products. In 2020, Sam pivoted much more into the world of manifestation, spirituality, and the law of attraction with the launch of her custom journal, The Manuscripting Journal, which is a luxury journal that helps you design your life, get clarity, set and achieve big goals, and become a master at manifestation. In this episode, we talk about everything from current events, using your voice, standing out, building a business, and how to manifest more of what you desire. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, you guys, here we are with one of my besties, Sam. And Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. Super, super excited already to chat with you because I know too. it's going to be an epic conversation. Yes. Okay, so as everyone knows, we start with some rapid fire questions to kick us off. So, first thing, what are you grateful for right now? Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful that I am right now just living in a place where I'm doing everything that I absolutely love. And it's all because I have just been following my intuition and just not holding mm. back. Uh, I love that. And obviously we're going to dig into that a lot. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? I have to have those 
chocolate covered bananas from Trader Joe's like every single night after dinner. Oh, like, like the frozen ones? Yeah, the frozen ones. Ooh, yep. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I might have to, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday. I might have to jump on that. <laughs> what is a random fact that most people would not know about you? Oh, that I was born and raised in Australia because yeah. I no longer have an accent. So, born and raised in Australia, and I'm a citizen of three countries Poland, Australia, and the US. Yeah. And you speak Polish, right? Yeah. As that well, was yeah. my first language too. Yeah. So, so yeah. freaking cool. So cool. <laughs> if you weren't doing what you're doing now, which we will get into, of course, what kind of job or career would you have? Oh my gosh. That is so hard to answer only because. I feel like I'm doing what I would want to be doing. Right? I feel like I mean, I'm, and I'm that's why like, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I we're feel friends like and all that. <laughs> yeah. So I truly like there to answer that question. I don't have an answer because I, I know that I'm doing it and that's why I've given up and decided not to go down certain routes of like what I was supposed to do because I'm supposed to be doing this. Yes, I absolutely agree. And if someone were like, oh my gosh, what's some like super cool job that if you had like, couldn't do what you're doing now? That, that's a tough one. I, you know what? I probably, I'd be some sort of athlete, like whether it's yeah. like a track athlete or something like that, where that's, that's what I would just be doing full time. Yeah, absolutely. But I agree with you. Like the reason why, like we, our entrepreneurs and living the lives that we're living is because we decided, right? Like I'm going to design my life to be so epic and fulfilling and do the shit I want to do. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have any weird talents or special skills? Weird talents. I, gosh, I, these are great questions. First of all, <laughs> that I haven't even like really ever thought about Weird talents. I have to say I don't think so. Like nothing comes to mind that I think is weird, but that's funny that you ask that, but maybe I do things that other people think is weird. I'll have to think about that. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll circle back on that one. What did you want to be when you were little? I still have a picture of this. My mom saved it from when I was really little. We had to do this in grade school. I think it was first grade, but I have it, I have it in my handwriting that I wanted to be a nurse when I grow up. Hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. service oriented, helping people. I can see that for sure. Yeah. When is the last time that you cried? Oh, I want to say last night because we were watching Firefly Lane and I don't, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but I mean, it's not even part of the story, but the golden retriever in the show was like dying and we have a gold, we just got a golden retriever puppy. So instantly I was like, oh my God, I didn't want to think about my own puppy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I cried. <laughs> yeah. I cried that actually, that's the last time I cried was yesterday because I had to take my dog to the vet and she was really sick and it was scary. And I shed like one tear and then was like, okay, now we're in action mode. I I get it. I get it. (laughs) Um, Okay. What is the last time you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? Oh, it would have had to have been something that Milo did with Mark. Like he, like every single day, this dog, he has such a personality that I I can't even explain it. And I think that's kind of one of the weird things. Like I just think like the things he does is just, they're so funny, so cute. And it's usually just me and him at home during the day. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I keep saying like, oh my gosh, the amount of love I have for this crazy little puppy that I have, like goodness gracious, when I have real human children, like I'm done for. Yes. yes. Oh, look what my dog did today. And oh my gosh, shit. When it's a person, it's like, oh, bye. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> what is like your favorite, like just delicious, amazing, like foodie kind of meal? Oh, yeah, I think my go-to would be because I rarely ever eat pasta, but the other week we went out to dinner for the first time in LA in a really long time. And I had this just like awesome, it was just like this pasta seafood dish and it was just heaven. Amazing. And last rapid fire question, favorite travel destination or next travel destination? Oh, Favorite travel destination to, to the islands. So like the Caribbean islands, anything with clear blue, beautiful water, warm waters, sunshine. I'm such a beach girl. So I am right there with you on that. Uh, and like literally, like let's plan another trip. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Um, me too. Okay. So now we're going to get into all the things. And as everybody knows, you have done so many things from being athlete, fitness model, influencer, teaching people how to do social media strategically and effectively to video production to now having the manuscripting journal. Like tell us a bit about everything you have going on and how you got to where you are now. Awesome. So yeah, this is a long story short type of journey that I'm going to share with you guys because when I started, I have to I have to take it all the way back to graduating college, and that was now over ten years ago. And I was actually going to school to to go to med school. I was in college to go to med school, so my degrees in physiology, chemistry, and psychology. And it's funny that you brought up the question, "What did you want to be when you were little?" Because I said nurse, and I did play that out until I could not know more. And when I was graduating college, my senior year. I had come to a realization, I just had this like intuitional hit, which at the time I had no idea why I was having these thoughts and feelings was that I just no longer kind of one wanted to go to med school. I had a, just like this, this feeling of this isn't what I shouldn't be doing. And also I just kind of not despised, but I had this icky feeling about the medical system and what I was learning because when I was in college, I was for the first time having to work out on my own. I had turned down athletic scholarships because I was going to go to med school and all that. So I just wanted to focus on my education and not be an athlete anymore. So in that time, I had to learn how to work out on my own without a coach, take care of nutrition, avoid the freshman 15, all of that <laughs> stuff. So when I was going through this transition in college, I was you know, learning about the human body. I was learning how much I could like heal myself through food and nutrition and working out. And then here I was learning as I was getting ready to go to med school, you know, how, how it works there where you're just, you're prescribed medications and there's all these like things for, for health, but they never talked about really like real health and fitness and nutrition and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So that's when I was like, internally, I was feeling this internal battle of, okay, well you want to help people, 
but it's it doesn't want to. I didn't just feel good about how everything worked in our medical system, and of course we need doctors and all of that. But it, I just knew for me it wasn't that. So when I had graduated, I literally wrote a letter to my parents saying I was no longer going to go to med school. Oh, actually, I told them I'm going to take a quote unquote break for mm. a semester and figure <laughs> it out quote unquote before applying and going. Soft breakup. Yes, deep down inside, I knew I wasn't going to go to med school. And when you know, I told them that they were very like, I mean, uh, they're they're Pol- they're Polish parents. Like, I'm an immigrant, first generation. So if any kid out there is a first generation, most of our parents, our dream for us is to be a lawyer, a doctor, something very high up. Like they sacrifice their entire lives, and they'll tell you every single day till the day that they die what they did for you. So they only want you to succeed in life and they you know their beliefs are that's the only way so when i had to tell them that you know i was going against the grain and not going to med school it caused a big not only like riff for a little bit in the family but it was this unspoken rule of okay well if you're not going to med school we're quote unquote cutting you off and that really lit a fire under my ass because i had to prove them wrong and be like, I'm going to be successful without having to go to medical school and become a doctor. And from there on, like that kind of, that really kicked off my entrepreneurial journey. So from there started just like posting on social media was just like a thing. There wasn't influencers back then. It was just regular social media where you just posted pictures of your lunch and your workout at the gym and whatever. There was no, no strategy to it whatsoever. So I was just kind of sharing my fitness journey. And at the time I was also getting into modeling because that was something also my parents didn't allow me to do growing up. And I'm 5'10". So ever since I was like 12 years old, everyone's like, why aren't you a model? Uh, So I did a lot of things in my early 20s that my parents didn't allow me to do when I was younger. So it was kind of like my experimental period. And that was that time frame where I, you know, was very successful at modeling. I then became a fitness influencer just kind of by accident because I was just kind of posting stuff, built a business around that. Then I built a video production company because I was a model and an actress and I saw what people were doing in these studios. And I had that mentality of like, oh, I could do that too. So I started my own video production company. So I had all these different things going. And from there, people started asking me, how did I do it all? So that's when I started sharing, you know, with the social media coaching and the online business coaching and all of that. And then fast forward basically 10 years of doing this stuff. Last year when COVID and lockdowns and all of that hit, what I noticed in my community was, you know, with all my students and clients, everyone was freaking out. People were losing their jobs, losing their income, just like mm-hmm. just paralyzed in moving forward with their businesses. And of course, like didn't we all at that point, but at the same time, I didn't let what what was going on in the world like affect me to a point where I was paralyzed in my business or paralyzed with like achieving my goals moving forward Mm, because I kind of had this mentality of this isn't forever. This is just right now. So don't let right now like screw up the the rest of the year or your future. Like you just got to keep going and just like adapt and change and make and all of that. So the way that I did that was just, you know, continuing with my regular morning routine and ritual and on all of that. And when I noticed people in my community having this like scarcity mindset and negative mindset, I started doing what I did best, what I do best. And that's just like sharing what I do to kind Mm -hmm. of keep going, get myself out of situations or whatever. So I started sharing my my morning routine and my morning ritual of journaling and meditation and all of that. And when I started sharing that, 
women in my community started doing it. And then they started coming to me and saying, oh my God, Sam, like this works. This has completely changed my mindset. Like I'm having so many different things happen to me in such positive ways and, and all of that. So when I saw this happening and just like everything else that I've done in my life and business, I was like, oh, okay. I, I have something here and I didn't even realize that I've been using this journaling method for like six years. And <laughs> I had always wanted to create a product, didn't know what that was going to be. And then all of a sudden two things came together and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. And I just had this intuitional hit once again, like Sam, you've got to create this. Like you're going to help so many people with this manuscripting journal. And the other side of me my ego self was like so pissed off because I'm like, girl, you just created this awesome online business, coaching business. You finally have an evergreen course and you're, you're freaking rocking it. You have a wait list, like all these students. And now you want to start something all over again. So I had this like battle for a few months of like, I want to do we both. We talked about it a lot too. Yeah. I remember that. A lot. And then finally in December, like it, it was just another one of those intuitional feelings where it's like, Sam, you can't do both. Like this is it for you. Like this is what everything in your life leading up to this point for like the last 10 or 12 years, everything that I've learned in business, everything that I've, you know, done with online space, with running different, different types of companies, working with different types of people. It's all allowed me to learn the things that I need to know to, to run and grow and build this new manuscripting journal business. And as of December, like I decided like, this is it. Like, this is my one thing that I'm doing moving forward. And it's been come now February, it's been one of the best, like another best decision I've ever made in my life. I haven't been happier and it's just so much fun. So that's how I got to where I am today. <laughs> oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. I'm like all warm and fuzzy over here. Like so fucking proud of you. And like everybody listening, like Sam's one of my besties. And so to have seen the process of this, like we've known each other for years and fun fact, which I, I know you and I have talked about, but Sam and I got connected through a mutual friend who I went to coffee with years ago. And I was talking about what I was doing and stuff like that. And she said, she was like, Oh, you should check out this girl, Sam. She does fitness kind of stuff. Like, but I feel like you are like heading in that direction or like you could do something similar like that. And so that's how I like discovered you on social media. And then we became like Instagram friends or something, mm -hmm. got coffee here and there. Yeah. And here yeah. we are now. So like the the beauty of social media for finding your tribe and like real, yes. like deep, meaningful friendships and just to watch everything that's happened. Yeah. Over the last several years, but even just in the last year, like that massive trans transformation and shift and like really, really listening to yourself and, and making a change into a direction that was very different from everything you've done before, yes. which yep. you and I are really similar in a lot of ways, being like very like recovering dominant masculine energy driven <laughs> into like finally embracing yeah. like the more feminine energy sides yes. of things. So like I hear you with like so much of this and being like, ah, oh, fuck, I need to listen to my gut and my intuition. Okay. Okay. I'll listen and do the thing that seems so scary, but you're right. It's the one I'm most excited about. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So, oh my gosh, I have so much to ask just off of what you said, but tell us a bit more about the manuscripting journal itself and like who it's for and why it's so freaking amazing. And it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing. And you have such a gorgeous like package that everyone gets when they order it. So tell us more about that whole, yeah, what they get with that and the whole experience and what kind of difference it's going to make in their lives. 
Yeah. So the manuscripting journal, it is a manifestation and goal setting journal. And when I say manifestation, and the one thing that I always kind of see out there is people think manifestation is some like woo woo magic sort of thing. And it actually isn't. It's all backed by neuroscience. And here's like kind of like my college degree coming in where I had to learn about the human body and chemistry and all of that. So in a roundabout way, it's good that that's where I started because it's all coming full circle with this. But when it comes to manifestation and the energy around it and why it does work and why it's so powerful is because it doesn't just, it's not just you sitting down and saying, oh my gosh, I hope to have a million dollars in the bank. Like it that's a good endpoint, but that doesn't start there. Where it starts is really figuring out and getting clear on what it is that you want, what's been holding you back, and why you want it. So when I created the manuscripting journal, the first half of it is actually a self-development and workbook. So the first, it's not just a line journal where you just write down your hopes and dreams and wishes. There's an actual like science to it where you do have to... <laughs> You do sit down and you, you, there's a first part, which is called the life design process, where it's a 10, 10 series of questions where you really get that clarity on what it is that you want and why you want mm -hmm. it and what's been holding you back. Because if we don't kind of go backwards first and figure out, okay, well, if I want say a million dollars, why don't I have a million dollars yet? Is it because, you know, my parents told me when we were little that, you know, rich people are terrible people or, you know, that we are broke or, you know, certain things we have to unpack those things and realize why don't we even have those things that we want today? Like, was it something in our past that happened? And then it's just all about gaining that clarity on why do we want it and the feelings and emotions behind that. And then once you can get clear on what you want, that's when you can ask for it. And that's when you can feel really powerful and positive about asking for it. And then at the end of the day, it all comes down to just the energy you have around it. So for example, going back to the wanting a million dollars, if you want a million dollars over here, but then you're here on the other side saying, oh, well, I feel really guilty for having a lot of money. Well, guess what? That energy is mixed signals and it's nothing's ever going to come close to manifesting for you in that space because you're, you're putting out those mixed energies and mixed emotions. So the manuscripting journal is a whole step-by-step -step process of taking you through every single important step in order to get you to a place to be completely clear. And then also being able to call in and manifest those things that you want, because at the end of the day, our brains are so smart, but at the same time, so dumb because they don't know, or our brains don't know what's actually real, physically real, or what yep. is just a thought and feeling and emotion. So yep. with the manuscripting journal, doing this first thing in the morning, when you wake up, you're reprogramming your subconscious mind of like, you know, acting as if you have these things that you want to manifest. So then the rest of your day, you're taking that inspired action towards your goals and dreams. Yes. Oh, I love it. And I'm so happy you talked about that because people, so many people think that like manifestation, it's like, it's like, yeah, like, oh, I'm just going to think about what I want and it just comes to me. Great. And it's like yeah. super woo woo and fluffy and ridiculous <laughs> and all that, but it's legit backed by science, like neuroscience, like quantum physics, all this kind of stuff. And like, I'm going to be real. Ever since I started believing in this kind of stuff, like, oh, shit starts happening a lot more for me. And yeah. it's pretty freaking cool. So even if yeah. it is bullshit, like, I, I don't know, something's working, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you and I both know it's not BS. Um, right. So actually, questions on this. So many questions. Oh, my gosh. I love talking about this stuff. So number one, if somebody is looking to get started, they're like, ugh, manifestation, all this woo-woo crap, like, 
fine, you guys, I'll give it a try. Let's yeah. see. Like if somebody's interested in getting started with a manifestation practice and, and shifting their mindset around this kind of stuff and being more open to this sort of thing, like where would you have them start? Obviously they should start by going into the description, into the show notes here and click to buy the manuscripting journal. Obviously that is step one, but what are some of those yeah. practices and habits that you recommend for like a, a beginner manifester? Great question. And this is something everybody can do. And first off, it's being extremely mindful when you first wake up because our brains are impressionable two times of the day. When you first wake up and right before you fall asleep, like right when you're closing your eyes, falling asleep, that's when it's the most impressionable. So be really mindful on how you spend those first moments in the morning or those last moments before falling asleep. Oh my and gosh. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like making my... faces over here because I'm like <laughs> lately the shit, my sleep routine the last year has been pretty crap. And I'm like, Oh, I'm scrolling way too much in the mornings. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are my late night memes before I fall asleep? Are those what's happening <laughs> in my brain from all those? <laughs> right. So my, my habit suggestions would be like, first thing in the morning is keep your phone. Like for example, when I go to sleep, I put my phone on the do not disturb. So like the, if you have an iPhone, it's the little moon button or just in air, I put it in airplane mode as well, just so to cut down on the frequencies coming yes. into your phone, not, not just putting it on silent, but just both of those. Um, and then when you wake up, keep it on that do not disturb mode until you're at least like an, an out, at least 30 minutes to an hour of being awake. And if you have a morning routine until you're done with that. So my rule of thumb is I do not go on my phone. I don't scroll social media, TikTok, Instagram, emails, text messages, any of that stuff until I am done with my morning routine because mm -hmm. our minds and our energy is so impactful at that first moment. So say if you wake up and most of us, if you use an alarm on your cell phone or just by habit, pick it up, you open it up, who's commented on your post or who, what's going on on TikTok or Instagram, you know, we're very impressionable. And if you see, usually we'll see things that, you know, negate a negative emotion. So you'll be, maybe you'll see something that makes you feel sad or angry or jealous, or especially with things going on in the world right now, um, those emotions can come up for you first thing in the morning. And that's not a good way to start the day. So if we can Absolutely. protect, I just, just think about it as just protecting your energy. And sometimes we think, you know, oh, well, it's not a big deal that I look at my phone first thing in the morning, but really, if you start being mindful about, okay, what is your energy like after you see something or you open up mm -hmm. an email and it's from a coworker or your boss or someone or a customer and, you know, it pisses you off. Like that's not the energy state that you want to start off in. So yeah. my role is just to keep that phone and do not disturb, get up. And I always either, if I'm still in bed, I'll put on some sort of meditation or some very high vibe music even, or I'll just say like some I am statements right away out loud. Um, you know, like I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am, you know, I think so grateful for my bed. I'm so grateful for my sleep, like just positive things yeah. in order to just get yourself in a state where you are grateful. You have a high energy and that's how I would start with the day. I love it. I love it. I love it. And yes, I agree with every single thing you are saying. And I used to be so good at being disciplined with that. And I, since 2020, I've been pretty shit at it. And it's one of the things that I'm still 
uh, I threw a poll up on Instagram recently or questions and someone asked like, what's a bad habit of yours lately? You know, mm-hmm. and that's it is yeah. my sleep yeah. schedule and sleep situation. Cause it's all things I know better. You know, I know better than to fall asleep with the TV on and stuff like that. And yet I'm doing it way too much. Right. I know better than to pick my phone up right when I get uh, wake up and scroll shit, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yet I've still been doing it. So this is a very good reminder, not that I need any more of them to like freaking cut that shit out because yeah, even if you pick up your phone and you're going to do something that like likely won't put you in a bad mood or won't trigger you or something, you're still picking up your phone and plugging into some, some electronic, yeah. right? And you're still putting yourself in a reactive state, yes. right? Cause mm-hmm. you don't know what to expect and you don't know what you're going to see. Whereas if you keep that off and you go right into your positive affirmations and morning rituals, you're starting from an empowered, grounded place that is proactive and not reactive. So yes, 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 you guys, like everybody listening, take Sam's tips. Absolutely. And then like go through the practice in the journal and everything like that. Um, yeah, I love that. So Another thing, as you were telling your story, um, especially because you and I have so many similarities in, in a lot of like our, our journey and everything was, were you always open to kind of like this energy, like woo woo spiritual type stuff or like, how did you get more into that? Cause I know for me, I used to be like, so think all this kind of stuff was bullshit. I couldn't meditate for more than two minutes. I'd like check the app and be like, my phone must have died, you know, (laughs) when I'm like 30 (laughs) seconds in. Um, so, and it took a lot of practice to get into that habit and trusting. And and like, now I'm like, give me all the woo woo, right? Like 50% woo woo, 50% like hustle. Um, and so yeah, so how did you get into that? Has it always been something or was it was there like a moment when you're like, oh, wait, maybe there's something to this? And there was multiple moments for my, I want to say, you know, my spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. but mine was more from a place of, I'll start with this. I was raised in a really strict Catholic household. So there's where I started. And when I had my spiritual awakening was about six years ago. I had something kind of more on like the traumatic end kind of happen. And I don't know if I want to get into that part, but basically what I had to do is I had to just kind of look at my life and be like, okay, why did this happen? Mm. What is trying to, what were the red flags that I've been ignoring and why did I ignore it? And at the same time, I had learned about the secret and law of attraction and all that. And this was only like six years ago, which is crazy. I was in my mid twenties at that point or late, late twenties, but no one was really talking about this stuff online or, you know, those Tony Robbins and stuff like that. But that was, that was kind of it in my world. And I watched the secret, started learning more about that. And then I tuned into like reading some of Gabby Bernstein's books. And I even mm-hmm. met her at like a book signing. And that, that was like kind of my slow start into, it. I started creating vision boards and from there, like when I moved to LA, you know, it's the first time I'd even like smelled sage and like learned about crystals. And I'm like, Oh, what is this? But I was so intrigued. And for the first couple of years of me, like being into this stuff, I had to hide it because, you know, even like I couldn't share it on social media because my mom followed me on social media and she would be like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. this is like, you, you cannot be turning into any Witch of craft. that stuff. Like, yeah. No, like, we're I, good witches. Yes. <laughs> Like it was, it was a very, like, I was like a spirit, I was like in the closet for a couple years. And then finally 
I had so many amazing things happen to me and I knew it was because I was finally like tuning into like the, these gifted abilities of just like having that good intuition and just like listening to me versus listening to what everybody else wanted me to be doing and society Absolutely. wanted me to be doing. And I felt very empowered. And I finally, you know, like stepped out, like, and started talking about it on social media, which, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple, first couple years of doing that, like my mom was just like, I don't know what's wrong with you. No. I don't understand you. Like, th- like this is not right kind of a thing. And, you know, she was still kind of pulling me to go to like, even like go to church and things. And for me, not that anything's wrong with church, but, but for me, I had this like internal conflict. Like I had all these different like ideas and things that I was kind of like believing in and looking at and it it can all coexist together as well. Just because, you know, you believe in manifestation and spirituality doesn't mean like you don't believe in like religion or anything like that. Yeah. I'm down with Jesus and and I'm like also down with aliens. 100%. (laughs) So I had to kind of like put this all into place to like for it to make sense in my world and and have it all you know and respect others opinions and emotions and all of that so when it came to just really having this this awakening I think where it all just kind of started is I just started listening to my intuition and unpacking things that were kind of holding Mm. me back and I can't, I just, it's like, unless you kind of just go through it and just like do, it's doing that inner work, I feel. It's just doing that inner work. And you just kind of like, you just know, like, I don't know if you've kind of experienced this, but it's just this like, this magical being where it's like, you just know whenever you have this thought or this feeling or this guidance, if you go towards it, like, it's just, it's always going to work out no matter how like fearful or scared you are of it. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh my gosh. And I already, I have so many questions just off of what you just said. So a few things, like one of the things I just wanted to, to touch on, and you don't need to like go into the story if you don't want to by any means, but it, it sounds like, you know, with what kind of kicked this off, that traumatic event you mentioned that, yeah, when shitty stuff happens in our lives and we're like, I, what the F, why did this happen? This is not fair. This is messed up where you feel like a victim and you feel like you were victimized or taken advantage of whatever it was. And I actually don't know what you're talking about, but when you feel that way and being able to step outside of that and see how did I attract this into my life? Why did I attract this in my life? And what lesson do I get to learn from this, even if I feel like it was so unfair and so messed up and, and no, I didn't want that. But then thinking like, okay, well, if I get the energy, like if what comes to me is the energy that I'm putting out or the, or the, what I'm putting out, like I get the lessons that I need, then what did I need from this fucked up situation? Right. And so to be able to do that is such a powerful thing. Like I, I've, done that to process and heal from sexual assault, you know, and it's, Ooh, I'm going to get all emotional. Yeah. And it sucks because those kinds of things you're like, fuck, no, I wasn't like um, inviting that. And then being able to be like, well, what did I learn from that? And, and how did that make me better? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think y'all more and more people need to be thinking about that in our day and age, because the victim mentality and the victim, like, badge of honor is like all over the freaking place. And I frankly think it's pretty disgusting, you know, and it's such a disempowered position to be in. So I love that you touch on that because it's so important because if you're walking around thinking, oh my gosh, everything bad, it happens to me. And like, poor me, like, 
you're never going to grow, right? And you're never going to have the things in your life that you really, really desire, right? And it sucks to feel yeah. that way too. So I love that you talked about yeah. that. And yeah. another thing with trusting your intuition, listening to yourself, all of that, that's one of the questions that I get so much from people is, well, how do I trust myself more? How do I listen to my gut if I can't even freaking hear it in the first place? So what were some of the things that you've done to really be able to like quiet all the bullshit, that external noise, whatever it was, and to like hear and feel your gut and then be able to trust it? That's a really great question. And I want to say it's the first, gosh, you just start feeling like, honestly, when you are, let's just say, put it this way, when you ignore your intuition, that's when the bad things are going to happen because we've yes. always had red flags about things. We yes. always get them. Like for example, let's just, we've all dated somebody. How many times have we dated somebody where in the beginning you're like, Oh, something just doesn't feel right about this guy. Like, or girl or whatever. Like you're like, mm, I mean, this is going to be fun, but I don't know. There's something there. And then like, you know, a month or two down the road or however Girl. long you're like, damn it. I knew that was going to happen or whatever. Right. Like, hi, this is why know. I got divorced this past year. And, and like saying that with the utmost respect yeah. for my ex, he's one of the best men I've ever known. And there were things in the beginning that I was like, Hmm. And then like, no, 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 ignore it. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of how it starts. And when you ignore it, it just keeps getting louder and louder and maybe worse and worse. So for example, you know, that, that person that you're speaking of that, like, oh, the bad things keep on happening to me. Yeah. It's because you're ignoring what your gut, your intuition is telling you. And here's another thing, especially as women, we're told our entire lives, you know, not to listen to that voice, not to listen mm -hmm. to that intuition. Like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're just like over emotional, all of this. No, women are super, super intuitional beings. We have so this fucking inner, smart and magical. We are so magical, yet society tells us that, you know, we're crazy if we listen to that voice inside, but that voice is literally our guiding light. It's our fire within. And the only way to really start making it stronger is to just start listening to it. And usually it's scary as fuck to do it in the beginning because it's usually against, it's usually against what other people either want for you or what society wants for you, or even sometimes it's your own ego. Like I know you talk about lizard brain all the time with like saying, yeah. you know, it's just trying to keep us, our brains are just trying to keep us safe and comfortable yeah, and our brain out of that comfort zone. to keep us in our comfort zone. Cause like, no yeah. new different. That's scary. Stay safe. You haven't died yes. yet doing what you're doing. So don't yes. go there. Cause you may die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it starts with like, just like taking action on like maybe little things. Like for me, mine was super dramatic. Like, well, my first one was when I was at the crossroads of going to med school or going against my parents and going down the entrepreneurship route and just like crossing my fingers, praying to God that you know what? I know this is the right way for me. I don't, I, I had no career plan. Like I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew I was, I had, I had this feeling it would, it would figure itself out. I'll be fine. Yes. And I went that way. So that was like my first big crossroads. So and you then, never really had like a real job, job nine to five. No. And nice. It, yeah. I mean, no. Like, there's nothing wrong. If people are listening with a nine to five, nothing wrong no. with that. But when you know, that's not the best fit for you, like and you trusted that from like right out of the gate after like college. Yeah. So fucking cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. So there was that one. And then my second big, like into it, like hit that I ignored for many years. So my like, like very tragic thing, I haven't even shared it a lot publicly, but I will here because we're, we're getting real with this. But so when I was in my mid twenties, I was making really good money, had a video production company. I was modeling. I was traveling all over the country, um, modeling and doing all these freaking amazing, cool things. I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona and like the heart of everything, had this beautiful condo, like life was fucking great, but I worked hard and I partied hard. So every Mm -hmm. single weekend, if you live in Arizona, you know, the only thing to do is go to bars, pool parties, all that sort of stuff all the time. So that was kind of the lifestyle that I lived. But at the same time, I was extremely comfortable and I always, cause I was going to California and Vegas a lot for work. And I always knew I was like, I always wanted to live at the beach. Like I was born in Australia on the, on the beach basically. And I lived, now lived, had moved to Arizona for like 10 years of my life. And I just always had this pull to get back to the ocean. And I just always said to myself, I'm not good enough to move to California model. Um, every, a lot of my friends moved there and they moved back to Arizona, like maybe a, less than a year later because they couldn't quote unquote make it. I thought it was very hard to live there. So I just mm-hmm. ignored that for a really long time and stayed comfortable and just did my thing. Well, one night I went out with some friends and at this point, like I was a professional partier, like mm-hmm. I could drink a lot and ha- handle my own. And there was one night that we went out and after a couple drinks, I felt terrible like Mm. really ill like right away like I felt already I'm like something's wrong I need to go home um so I I ended up leaving and like the door guy like I knew all the bartenders all the security like I was like you know out all the time and uh one of my security guard friends he put me in a cab he just thought oh it's just drunk Sam but like I was like I do not feel good I ended up and this is like after two drinks or something like that and we were at this table and when, by the time we got to my, my condo, which was literally like three minutes from the bar, like not far at all, um, he put me in a cab and not like an Uber or anything like that. I didn't have my wallet because I left it at the table and the, I didn't have cash to pay. And I was like out of it. Like I, at this point, like just like in and out of consciousness, I, I want to say. So the cab driver, even though it was like a $6 fare, no, I think it was like $5.50 or something really ridiculous, called the cops. Cops came. They see drunk girl um, that couldn't pay for a cab fare, arrest me, and I went and spent the night in jail. Holy and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was like- Did you? Zero, it was I didn't zero. know this. <laughs> well, at the time, it was freaking petrifying. And yeah. I mean, at the time- I should have, I should have said like, like I didn't even know because I was so ashamed and embarrassed that one, I got arrested, that this was happening to me. Like it was just such a fucked up thing. I should, I should have been drug tested because I knew for a fact, like after two drinks, I would have been fine. I, you know, you're like not even 10 no I'm just so right but no yeah and and with that too like because I as I'm listening to the story for the first time just like so many people also listening I'm like oh fuck there's going to be a really bad like sexual assault situation is coming and and I you know but yeah so much can fucking go wrong and holy yeah so here is like the crazy blessing in the story is that I knew to leave I got in the cab and I'm grateful that I got arrested because that was my wake up call. Yeah. The next day. Cause I you never know what else dad. could have happened. Yeah. I had to call my dad to pick me up from jail and it was the most embarrassing thing. My parents, Oh my gosh. So now Ooh, you guys, know, my I'm parents chills. by this point, 
they were just so ashamed. I was just, just mm -hmm. everything all at once. And they like, you know, I had the blame put on me. And of course, because, you know, I'm single, I'm in my own town, making money. Like it, it was just so terrible. And that was like my biggest wake up call. And I'm grateful that, you know, I went home and I, that I got arrested because God knows what could have potentially happened if right. I stayed at the bar or left with somebody or whatever. But that's when I knew, you know, after like a week or two of processing and like, through all of these emotions, I was like, I need to change my fucking life and go for what I want. Because if I don't, this is just going to get worse Yeah. because I was too comfortable. I wasn't listening to my intuition. And then right after that, I called my agent. That was also my best friend. I knew two people living in LA and I called, I was like, girl, it's time. Like I, I need to go for my dreams and move to LA and do this, do this because I, I need to get out of here. I see it. I've been ignoring the signs. And from there, I just put the wheels in motion within three months. I had my whole apartment condo packed up, moved to LA. And it was the, the second, the next best, best decision that I've ever made in my life. And I'm just so freaking grateful that all of that happened in the way that it did, because if it didn't, I, I wonder if I'd still just be partying in Scottsdale to this yeah, day. <laughs> seriously, that's huge, huge, huge. And I'm sure it was super scary. Like even once you came out here, even if things are like working, like when you oh, yeah. take that leap still along the way, you're like, was this like, am I sure? Am oh I yeah. Sure we're still doing this. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's when, when I moved here, that was when I, I created this manuscripting journal practice for myself because during those three months, like that's when I learned the secret law of attraction. Like, okay, Sam, like you want to change your life. How the fuck do you do that? How do you just do that? So I started watching these videos on YouTube and, and all these things. I started journaling. I, I started, I, that's when I made my first vision board ever and really like, okay, I can move to LA. I can like quote unquote, start over. What do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And that's when literally everything started happening. And that's when I manifested my first thing ever was like when I, when I like moved out here and, and those are like more stories like that. But yeah, it was, it's, it's just crazy what can happen when you ignore your intuition for so long, but also when you tap into it and you listen Oh, things just happen like rapid mm -hmm. magical fire and you just feel like the most powerful person in the world. Yes. Yes. Do you, what human design are you? Manifester. Okay. Well, I mean, and that makes sense. <laughs> and then do you know what your Enneagram is as well? I'm just, these eight. are just like, I'm curious. Eight. Oh, obviously yeah. same, same. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Accurate. <laughs> Are you a growing entrepreneur looking for more visibility? Do you want to stand out as the authority and expert that you are? Do you want more leads, more dream clients coming to you asking about how they can work with you? Do you want to sell out your programs and have a stacked wait list? Are you finally ready to scale your business and create more results with less effort? Then you need the PR Accelerator, a hybrid program where we will teach you or somebody on your team how to do your own public relations, how to secure more podcast interviews, more media features, more speaking gigs, more collaborations, and ultimately more authoritative visibility so that you can scale your influence, your impact, and your income with ease. To learn more, visit laurensalon.com slash PR accelerator. That's laurensalon.com slash PR accelerator.
What do you feel like your superpower, or one of them, because we're like multifaceted queens, right? What is one of your like amazing superpowers? Honestly, I feel like I can always tell when somebody is being super real mm. or super fake. I've had this yes. gift since I was very, very young. And for the longest time, I, I judged myself for it because a lot of the times it's like, you know, usually like the popular people, like everybody loves them, but I'm like, oh, there's somebody, something yes. so off about this person. You can feel and the energy. You feel, I feel the energy. And as I get older, because I'm like allowing myself to just like live in this world of, of like tuning in and just like, just tapping into this, it just gets stronger and stronger and mm -hmm. it's powerful. Um, sometimes it's a little bit scary too, because it, it, it's just, it's just wild, but it, it's just so cool to have that ability. Yes. I'm over here geeking out. Like if anyone's watching the video, I'm like huge ass <laughs> grin. I have fucking chills up and down my legs because I agree with you so much. Like, and, and with all the work that I've done as well over the last several years to like actually be able to listen to myself and trust my gut and like be so fucking in tune with my body and my intuition, like I can literally within like a second of meeting someone be like, yes, no, something's off, you know, or like, yes, we're move forward, you know, or feeling that like some sort of friction or stat something and you may not be able to tell what mm -hmm. what the conflict or what the tension is but you know if it's like not good you don't want to go in that direction or if it's a, a yes and and yeah so that's something i agree the like authenticity bullshit meter <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, I hear you with that um for sure and that's such a freaking superpower yeah such a superpower and where like, yeah, where you can just like look at something, someone, some situation, and you're like, no. And, and you know, mm -hmm. you know, you know to like move away, back out, like walk away, not engage anymore, not worth your energy, whatever it is. I, yeah, I freaking love that. Yeah. Let's talk about like the last um, year because it was such a wild shitstorm yeah. in so many ways and so beautiful in a lot of ways too. Yes. What was one of your biggest challenges from the past year and like the biggest lesson that came out of it as well? Mm. Biggest challenge was, I think, actually making the decision to shut down my coaching business and mm. go into manufacturing journals and building this entire new brand from complete scratch. Because what's crazy is like, I don't, know anything about manufacturing or the physical product business at all like at all like still to this day like i'm like three four months into this and still every day i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm just doing it like i'm learning i'm researching everything myself and asking questions to people you know that have maybe done something similar or anything like that but i think my biggest challenge was making that leap during a time where you know people, I don't know, people don't have money to spend or, you know, just like such an uncertain future or environment to go into. So I think that was like my biggest challenge. But at the same time, it's like when you're just so just kind of like tapped in, you just kind of know it was going to be fine. And also at the same time of like that being the biggest challenge, I always know, and this is like, if you haven't taken away anything from this so far, taking that leap of faith you can always go back. 
Always. You can always go back to the thing, you know, that you decided not to do anymore. Like, you know, me moving to LA, I could always go back to Arizona. See what happens. Oh, I launched a journal company. Okay. Well, if that fails, I can always go back to business and social media coaching. Like it's always, you have those talents aren't taken away from you, but if you don't go for those things, you will always be in the same place. Yes. It's better to fail forward and like learn some new lessons along the way than to have a crap ton of regrets. Right. And the what ifs, you know, like, yeah, come on, just do it. Life is short. Like (laughs) literally try the shit out and see what feels good and see what works. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what has been one of the like most beautiful things for you, uh, over the past year with this unexpected year we've all had in, in 2020? Oh, I have to say my relationship with my partner, Mark, mm-hmm. um, we had just moved in together. Uh, like, in like we're just, just moving in together and now let's see each other 24 seven for the next yeah. year and then some. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the biggest, truest test. And I think that that was like the most beautiful thing out of all of it because mm-hmm. we learned like, okay, like we love each other, but we can actually stand each other and like we're like best friends and we can hang out 24 7 and we don't get sick of each other and you know it's it's like a different it's like a different level when you have to be with each other 24 7. absolutely it was a true test true test of our relationship yes and so okay so let's talk about relationship a little bit um so he's an entrepreneur as well and you guys don't i believe do any you don't have any businesses together at this point right Mm -hmm. so you both are entrepreneurs doing your own thing how is it for you being in a relationship with another entrepreneur Oh, I love it because he totally understands all the craziness and um, I love that, especially now being in, you know, product manufacturing, like one of his businesses is selling electric bikes. So they're in the product manufacturing business as well. So, you know, he was able to support me through like different things with that. And um, he just understands it. And I think that's why we also just hit it off right away. Because when we first started dating, you know, there were times where I was like, oh my God, babe, like, I'm so sorry. I know we have this date tonight at seven, but I'm like in the middle of like this, like mega thing of building up modules or something like that. Like, I just got to stay in my flow. And he's all like, totally get it. Or like, he did the same thing. Like, Hey babe, I'm so sorry. Like we have this long meeting, blah, blah. So like, we just had this like mutual great understanding of what it takes to be successful business owners. And we, we respect that about each other. We also make time for each other. So it, it's, it just, it just works. And I know from just dating previous guys, like throughout the years that worked in corporate and stuff, like they honestly didn't understand it. And half the time, I don't even yeah. think half of those guys understand what I even did. <laughs> right. So, like, so what did this let you do? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's just been great to be with someone that, that just gets it and understands yes, it. And support absolutely. Me now on kind of the, the flip side of like the business, like, you know, understanding each other in that way, like how do you make sure you prioritize and nurture just the like relationship, like partnership piece, excluding all the entrepreneur stuff? Cause, cause I know, cause that was something in my marriage that was a big challenge was that my ex did not, he wasn't an entrepreneur and that, that was fine. And I felt like a lot of the time he didn't get what it was that I did. And we, we got much better at that. Um, but, but then there were like, you know, those situations that you said when sometimes like you're in the zone and you want to keep going and I'm like, Hey, 
sorry, but the business is coming first today. Yeah. And I absolutely for so long did not have the balance right at all, you know, or in a good way. I was way too much of a workaholic and like selfish in a lot of ways, but I would love to hear how you guys really prioritize and nurture the partnership and relationship piece. Because also with you, like, I know you and I tend to historically have been very like masculine dominant. And so we're like CEO, boss, bitch, you know, that sort of stuff, which is not always the most effective um, energy to bring into your romantic partnership. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And honestly, we've been together almost, almost two years now. And the biggest part is communication and knowing that we have different seasons throughout mm. the year yes. of business and relationships. So our biggest thing, so for example, like right now, um, Mark is in the middle of like a, a company like uh, sell and merger. So for example, he has to go to the office Monday through Friday. Like that is non-negotiable for him. So he's like nine to 6 PM. He's at the office. So right now, like Monday, like we know that Monday through Thursday, he's not going to get home till like probably seven thirty, eight o'clock when he's done with the gym. And he knows, and I've told him this, I'm like, okay, well, if you're not getting home till after 8 PM, like you're honestly getting like the worst part of me where I'm tired. I'm probably going to be cranky. Like I'm just going to want to chill and hang out. You know, we, we don't expect a lot from each other just to be like there, we'll eat dinner. We'll just like chill yeah. on the couch, go to bed kind of a thing. But then for example, like Fridays and Saturday, like Friday, we'll either have a chill, like date night at home. Saturdays, we'll always plan something to like go out and about like with us and the dog, like we'll always plan a date day. And then Sundays will just be like, a, you know, doing whatever, like at the house or whatever. But the weekends, usually we spend for us and I make sure to like not plan any meetings or any work on the weekends, just like kind of laptopy stuff if we have to. But, um, the biggest thing I'm trying to get across is, is just communication. Yep. And I'll tell him like, you know, if I was going into a season, like, especially when I was a business coach, like, Hey babe, I'm in launch mode. Like I'm going to be doing calls all day or building out a course or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he knows I'm in like boss bitch mode, you know, 12 hours a day and, and that kind of stuff. And the same goes for him. Like, and he'll tell me his needs, but if we just communicate our needs to, together, we know that okay, just because we we're living like this, this one week, it doesn't mean it's going to be our entire relationship yes. because right now we're working our asses off. So for example, by the summer, like we'll be able to have more freedom and just like travel more on vacation and all that sort of stuff. But it just comes down to communication. And that's something that, you know, I love about him because like, he'll sometimes call me out on my stuff. Cause when he's, he was working from home during lockdown and COVID, like I have the office and he works in the living room. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll walk out and I'll still be in like my boss bitch mode. And he calls me, I was like, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. He's like, Oh, still boss bitch mode. Huh? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sorry. And I like have to turn it off yes. and just be like girlfriend versus like boss. Yeah. So I, I keep, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, so, cut you off. so with us, like that, that's all it comes down to. So as long as like, you just talk about that with your partner and communicate what, ask them what their needs are, communicate what your needs are, schedules, everything. And that way the other person doesn't get hurt when you have to cancel something or if you're working late or whatever, like there's no feelings hurt because I know, okay, well the next couple months, I know Mark's going to be unavailable, you know, Monday mm-hmm. through Thursday. And that's just it. And we're fine with that because we're working on our Yeah, long-term It's so right much now. about like, expectation management, right? So Mm -hmm. much of relationships is expectation management. And that comes with radical honesty and communication. Absolutely. And I love how you said, like when you come out of the office and you're still in boss bitch mode, because that's (laughs) something that, 
in my marriage, you know, when I was working from home and my ex would come home and I'm still like at the laptop. And this is when we had a one bedroom apartment. And so my office quote unquote was like in a little nook, like in the, like where the dining room was essentially. Mm -hmm. And he'd like come in and I'm like, I like look over like freaking like Gollum or something like, like, what? Oh, it's you. I'm in the zone. Don't talk to me. Like that kind of shit, which is not in any way how I wanted to show up for my husband. And so, and, and I would be so hyper. And this was when I was like super, like way too in my masculine energy. And, and it, and it would be hard for me to transition into that like wife mode. And so we started to, I started to have him text me when he was leaving the office Mm -hmm. so that I could wrap up anything like that I felt like was urgent or essential. And then I could like get into wife mode and be like more able to, to like be present with him when he got home and stuff like that. So absolutely like having those energetic shifts and realizing, Oh, I'm like super like intense CEO right now. Let's pull the F out so I can like be the kind of partner that I want to be for my person, you know? So I I love that for sure. Um, Okay. So since we were talking quite a bit about um, the the past year, like lockdown, being home and all that kind of stuff. What is, this is a fun one. What's like been a random purchase or something that you got um, during 2020, like with everything that's like, might just be silly. Like mine was getting a bidet. (laughs) Oh, I love that. No, we already had those, but those definitely came in handy with this right? crazy story. You're like, will we get toilet paper? Who knows? Doesn't uh-huh. matter. <laughs> My kind of not not crazy purchase, but I think being at home so much, like I was able to just step more into my feminine a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I actually bought a painting set, a painting oh. set of like acrylics and all, all that sort of stuff. Same. So, yeah, let's have so, a paint party. I know we need to do that because one, I still don't, I don't do it enough. But that was like my one, like intentional, like okay, like do this, and yeah, so it's really. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes, that's been one of the things for me too over the last year, especially with like wanting to lean into and strengthen and trust my feminine energy, my intuition more is tapping into that creativity so much more. So yeah, more painting, more dancing, like all that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, what is something right now that you are, and and this is probably going to be familiar to a few things you've said already, but what's something that you're super, super proud of right now? Uh, honestly, that I went out and manufactured the manuscripting journal as fast as I did it. And it, I just didn't hold back on it. I'm just so proud of myself because it it was just scary. It was such, it's such a big unknown, but it's just so fun and exciting. So I don't want to say that that, that's, I love that. I love that. And then what's, what's something right now that's a big challenge for you? Maybe something that's kind of keeping you up at night, like a current thing that you're working through. Oh, that's a good question. And one that I haven't really said publicly at all, but we are potentially moving to the East Coast. So it's like eh, to Florida. So that's like, (laughs) I know, I know, I don't think I haven't told you. You haven't told me. Everybody, this is news for me as well. (laughs) 
So honest, but I'm being real with you. Like that's, what's been keeping me up at night because it's like, mm. okay, there's so many things I want to do here with our apartment here and new furniture purchases. But at the same time, I'm like, but why? Because you might be moving and you might not need it anymore. So why waste the money on it? Like, yeah, it's just such an unknown, but we know if it's going to happen, it's going to happen very fast oh and gosh. within the next few months. So it's oh my like, gosh. okay, well, we're going to have to have lots of painting parties and like girl yes. time either way. Cause I haven't seen you in a while. Um, well, and I, I can't like you obviously do what's right for you and shit. Like I'm not that far away from moving, <laughs> deciding I want to move to Florida as well, based on how everything is going here right? in California and especially yeah. here in Los Angeles. Cause goodness gracious, which actually let's talk about this all a little bit. Like the whole, oh, gosh. And like what, where to even start, but Obviously you and I, and for those who follow Sam and, and obviously follow me, you know that I am very outspoken about the lockdown situation and everything. And that does not mean I'm like, um, you know, a, a COVID denier or anything like that, but just seeing how damaging the lockdown has been for so many businesses, for people's mental health, for like just in so many, so many ways. And I know that's something that you have been speaking up about yes. a lot yeah. and how were you scared to like talk more about all of that? Oh, absolutely. I was definitely in the beginning. I was because, you know, you kind of go through this thing of it's, it's, it's two sides of it, right? Where it's like, oh gosh, well, I'm, I'm trying to run a business and especially, you know, us being business coaches and having courses and clients, like I don't want to offend anybody or I don't want people to like unfollow me or whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, Sam, you're, you're always, you're, you, the one thing you preach is to one, be polarizing and stand up for your beliefs. And you're going to attract those people that, you know, either agree with you or, or they don't or whatever, but you should never hold back on what you are feeling and wanting to say, because you're afraid you're going to lose business or customers yep. and, and stuff like that. So for a while I was struggling with, you know, that but then once I started talking about it it was never in like a demeaning or a negative way like to be you know to be like I was just more just sharing truths like just just, just mm -hmm. sharing just like mind opening things because I mean if we want to dive into this but I we know the whole world is brainwashed. Like if you're watching the news, you're brainwashed, you're listening to any sort of music, you're watching movies, like it is all programming. We are programmed. It's why television programming is television. Is That's why what it's called because that's what it does. It programs us to believe certain things, think certain things, behave certain ways. So the society and, programs And we've just all been so things. blind to it, including like shit, the corruption and stuff going on in the yeah. world as well. Like been so, and, and all of us, like myself included have been so totally. blind to it in a certain way that it's, yeah. it's now that you see it all, it's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. And I think just, there's been this huge awakening this past year on the planet and so many things have been brought to light. And there's so many people out there that are saying, Oh my gosh, 2020 was so horrible and so bad. Can we just forget about it? And it's like, no, it was meant to happen because if 2020 didn't happen the way that it did, we'd still continue doing the same shit that we've been doing for decades. And I think yeah. so, so much has been brought to light where, you know, this year I'm actually looking forward to everything that's disclosed and uncovered because the people need to know. <laughs> <laughs> the people need to know the truth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting because like 
so much of what's coming to light, like has been going on for long, long time. And so sometimes it's like the whole like matrix thing. It's like, well, do you want to take the pill that makes you like oblivious and ignorant to it all? Like you have been your whole life or like, do you want to stay aware of, of everything going on in the world? And so, yeah, it's been a very interesting, um, Yeah. yeah. And, and in talking about 2020, like I can, yes, so challenging. And, and many people were hit much harder than others. And, and like everyone had their own unique experience in 2020, you know, and everyone dealt with some sort of big challenge. Like we collectively all dealt with that together. Right. And then of course on the individual level had so much going on as well. And I know for myself, I can say that 2020 was yes, one of the most challenging and tough as shit years of my life. And one of the absolute most transformational and like most amazing years of my life as well. Mm -hmm. And so I know coming into this year, like real talk, I don't think that like things are going back to quote unquote normal in 2021. I think we're in for a year, a couple more years of just fucking weird shit. Yeah. And, and that doesn't scare me because we all freaking survived 2020. So we know what to do. Like we are ready for it. Right. Like ready for it. Um, and, and actually on that note, like if people are feeling really scared about like things going on in the world right now and like, well, what's this year going to be like, are we like, will things go back to quote unquote normal one? Like things aren't going back to normal. Like we're not returning to how things looked pre 2020 by no means. But what would you tell somebody who's feeling really just like scared about, about everything in the world? Honestly, I would first do an inventory of what is it that you're watching or listening to that's making you feel this way because we don't just come up with these things on our own. It's something that, you know, we're consuming that's making us feel that way. And honestly, go back to focusing on your goals and just act as if like, like we are still powerful. Like we're not paralyzed by what's going on. Like everything is still possible. And I think what we forget as a collective we are powerful together. So if we like just keep on that, that train moving forward to just like, I don't know how to explain it, but I think just stay stay focused on one, what you can control, like who cares what's going on in like, for example, the government and stuff, stuff that you cannot actually change. Why matter about it? You can, you can control, you know, your own health. You can take care of yourself, you, you know, your family, um, how you make money and income. And here's the thing. I feel like 2020 highlighted all our weaknesses. So right yes. now you need to strengthen what it is. It's not sitting down and being like, boo-hoo, I lost my job or boo-hoo, my company's not making money. Like, yeah, but at the same time, okay, now it's time to evolve and grow and you're being forced to do something that you should just be naturally doing anyway. So I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of people right now that are just sitting in it, it's like, why, why? Like if you, if we take this even back to manifestation, if you're sitting in that negative energy, guess what? You're just going to attract more and more of that to you. Like attracts like, so you're just going to attract more of it. And the only way you can get out of that is why I created the manuscript, which I'm holding up right here in the first place was to just start with that positive mindset and just start cutting out the things that you're consuming people. Even if it's like your bestest friend that's in your ear, sending you text messages and shit of like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Or, Oh my God, 
cut them off. Like, honestly, even mm-hmm. if it's for a minute, just so you can kind of get back into like, okay, well, what can I actually do? What is my goal? And just start moving forward in that direction. Because if we don't help ourselves, like nobody's going to save you. Like it's yes. Yes. Like radical responsibility and ownership. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree, like eliminate the stuff that makes you feel crappy. Like yeah. whether it's like looking at political stuff that you agree with, if it yeah. triggers you, like that low vibe doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do the people around you any good. Right. And, and to also, so being really, really intentional with what you're consuming, like what energy you're letting into your space. And then also like getting regrounded, just like you said, getting grounded in what you can control and what your purpose is and that difference that you're here to make. Right. And, and leaning into that hardcore and showing up in that space. Absolutely. Um, I would love to know, like, for, for you, like, what is, what's something that like, I know you talked about jumping all in with the manuscripting journal and everything like that, but what's been like something recent that you were like a truth that you knew and, and it can be recent or even a, like a long time ago when you started getting this kind of like nudge to trust yourself more, like what's a time when you really like decided to stand out and own your truth and your voice and like even though you were terrified. So we talked about like leaving med school, um, manuscripting journal, that kind of stuff. And maybe it's even just like deciding to move, but like, what's something that like is terrifying or was terrifying that you're like, no, no, I gotta, I gotta go with it. Oh my gosh. Or is it just the manuscripting journal? Cause that's probably the biggest one. Yeah. You know, what's kind of crazy. And I think I don't, I'm going to just say it because this is the first thing that came to my head when you asked this question. Oh, I love this. I <laughs> it might love be this a little note. bit polarizing depending on the listeners here. Do it. I, everyone so, knows that they're here to, to get inspired and sometimes triggered as well. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it had to be religion and growing mm. up in a Catholic household and like going to church every Sunday, doing, doing everything possible when it comes to being Catholic. I knew from a very, very young age, something felt weird and not right. And I didn't like it. And it was just like, you know, my mom would always, you know, just say, it's like, oh, cause you're, you're it's cause you're kids and you just don't want to go to church on a Sunday and all this kind of stuff. But as I started growing up and just, just like learning more about even just religion and just tapping into like all these things. And then now what's kind of been disclosed over the last year with like, Vatican and Catholicism and this is okay going down I don't want to say conspiracy rap because it's fucking not yeah like like but, 95% of the conspiracies that I like heard about looked into all that a year ago they've all come true at this point yes. so I don't know what y'all talking about conspiracy theory yes it's fucking happening so, so that was one of the things where for the longest time I was just kind of afraid to like speak up about or even just like think about mm. or be like you know all of these things but then learning about like how like dark and evil it is that was just like oh my god I knew it like I knew this was something that was just kind of just like super super just I don't know it's such it's so crazy like just this topic yeah. and everything else well, so something if you're okay sharing about it like where do you stand now with like your relationship with God and how you view God like we're going deep like shit yeah. I didn't expect to ask no. that question yeah no totally <laughs> God God, Jesus, everything, believe it. Of, of course, it's just the religion yeah. 
around it, like the religious part of it. I mean, if you just kind of look at it, what is the one thing that starts wars between countries? It's fucking religion. Like the one thing that should be bringing us all together is separating us more than Mm. ever, excluding groups of people. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's just something where it's like, when we really look at it, I'm like, oh my God, like what? Like this, this, this isn't something that is just right. And I totally understand, like, for example, because I've had these conversations with my mom for, you know, the past years, I'm just really speaking openly about it. And, you know, she, she cries because she feels like she failed as a mother Mm -hmm. because I I don't believe in it. But at the same time, I'm like, mom, no, it's not your fault. Like I'm grateful. Like I'm awakened by, you know, all these different things. And, you know, I I talked about to her, it's like, well, what do you love so much about? She's like, she's like, I just love that. That's the place that I go to, you know, to speak to God, to, to Jesus, to all of that. And it's like, so it's like, you know, just like for me, I love to meditate and I love to just be silent and like journal. Like that's how I speak to, you know, my gods and my, my spirits and all of that for others, you know, it could be church or religion or anything like that. But at the same time, it's like when you, it just goes back to that intuitional feeling and hit, like when you feel things about certain things, like really just go down that rabbit hole with yourself and figure out what is it and is there any truth behind it and can you find anything supporting that sometimes you won't but sometimes when you do it's like it's so that much more empowering because you're like oh my gosh I knew it and that's what we've been kind of talking about this whole time with like how do you follow your intuition how do you start listening to yourself it's by like getting curious with why you feel a certain way and that it's okay mm-hmm. to go against the grain and it's okay to, you know, just cause you were raised a certain way or your parents want you to believe or think a certain way. It's okay to not because we're not put on this earth to be what someone else wants us to be. Yeah. We all come here with a mission and something to either share, to teach. We, we are all lights. And I think the, the biggest just takeaway from like, even like my last year is like, you just, you have to just believe in it because life is so short. Like we've seen so much like death and destruction over the last year that it's like, why the, when you look at it from an outside perspective, it's like, I should just do the thing. And who cares what anyone thinks? Because Mm -hmm. this is all going to be over soon anyway for all of us. So why not? You know, yeah, and, and with all that too, like sometimes when you do step back and you ask those questions and you like challenge some of your past yeah. beliefs and stuff, sometimes you end up coming right back to the same place, but with a much yeah. deeper and broader yeah. understanding of it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I love that. I would, I would also love to know, cause I obviously know that family is really important to you. Like how did like, how's that relationship now with your parents and stuff? And like, how are they, are they accepting now of all the stuff that you're doing? And how did you, um, like repair that relationship and get to like, yeah. How, how did that, how, how are things? Yeah. Everything is great. Like my parents are fully supportive. They're so mm-hmm. excited about this new venture. I think now that I have a physical product, they actually understand what I so do. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even for the past 10 years, you know, my dad, whenever I would come home, my dad would just be like, still like for like 10 years of me being an online entrepreneur or business owner, he'd be like, so like, 
what do I tell people what you do? Like, I, yep. I just, I don't know what to tell them. And, you know, I'd explain it. But now that I have a physical product, it's so much fun because now I can like tell them like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I made this, I sold this many journals last month and I took, you know, the box home and I shared them with them over Christmas last year. And they're so excited. Like they finally get it. But it took time ultimately because when I started this journey, I was in my, you know, early twenties. So for them, they were just trying to be parents and, and protect me and make sure I was safe and okay. And I think I just, I didn't challenge them. I think if anything, I just let them say what they needed to say. And even though at that age, I was like, very like, I'm not listening to you. Mm -hmm. Or I just wouldn't call them for a few weeks or something like that at a time. I, I would just like, seclude myself but over the years as i got older and you learn that respect for your parents you know and you and i started learning about myself and i i learned compassion and i learned okay well you know they have their whole like i don't want to say baggage but they have the whole baggage of traumas and stuff that they haven't dealt with like i know like even for my parents and most people's parents here listening like we don't they didn't have the tools that we have today. They didn't yes. know about meditation and journaling and all that sort of stuff. Like my parents definitely did not. And I know that there's, they've got, you know, generational things that they've held on to and not let go of and all that. So I have just like this deeper respect of, you know, I don't agree with you on a lot of things, but I respect you. And I'm not going to yeah. argue you because I know I can't change you. And I know that they're not going to do the work to, to that self-development work to improve and change. So, so we just like be, and I just love them for who they are. And, and that's just kind I of how I love that. Goes. I love that. Yes, 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 absolutely. All right. I've got one more question. And honestly, like I could keep talking for another hour, right? Like, and, and everybody like Sam will absolutely be back on the show. So I want to know, cause we're all about, obviously like here on this show, all about helping people to really like own their truth, use their voice, like be the most unapologetic version of themselves out in the world. So like, what is one key piece of advice, whether it's an action item, quote, thought, question to ask yourself that will support people who are looking to really stand out and live unapologetically bold, aligned, and authentic? Mm -hmm. I would. My number one thing for that person to do is find yourself a support system mm -hmm. to help you get to your goals, whether that is getting into a program or a course or a mastermind or something with other like-minded people. Because if you are in a space where your significant other or your family or the people that are closest to you on a daily basis, if they doubt you or don't think you can do that thing, I feel like it's either very difficult or almost impossible for you to go after those goals and dreams because like that's that that's that energy that that's going to yeah. hold you back but the second if and if you don't have that friendship circle right now like in your area or whatever that you can connect with and be like hey i need support on this like that's why i say invest into buy your friends invest into your mentors because that is what's going to get you to that next level because you need a support system, especially when you're first starting out sometimes to like get you going and to like keep that momentum going. Because there are days, you know, that, I mean, we have an amazing text group um, of girls like that where we all have, you know, same like goals and everything like that, where we could just like tune into and text that we need like support with or help with or to share something or 
or whatever. And we've all been in masterminds together and everything. And it's just been a game changer. And yeah, it's just something that's priceless and highly, mm-hmm. highly recommend. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ship it. I'm on, I'm on board with that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And to wrap us up for this time, where can everybody find you online on social media? And especially if they want to get their hands on one of the journals, like tell us, tell us where everyone can connect with you. Oh yes. So you can connect with me on Instagram. It's just my full name at Samantha Kazooch, but I do recommend if you want to learn all things manifestation law of attraction neuroscience to go follow the manuscripting journal uh, on Instagram or TikTok as well. Yes, yes, yes. All right, my dear. I adore you. I love you. Thank you so much for not only being one of my soul sisters, but for joining um, today and just like jamming out for freaking like 90 minutes just about here. Um, This was so much fun. We will absolutely have you back. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic.